Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of the award-winning podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire, and you're listening to the Excelsior Journeys with George Soroy. Prepare to ignite. So would you say that that's kind of like the lightning bolt moment for you? And that's what I taught myself how to draw, was actually the Little Mermaid, drawing stills of Ariel. I've got better things to do tonight than die. jumped out of his chair and said, who the F is this? I remember walking out of the theater and saying, I'm going to write Halloween I'm rather impressed with your research. Rarely do people ask me about children in the corner. It doesn't have to be perfect, just do it. You know, throw some spaghetti against the wall. This is George Soroy saying to all of you, ever upward. Welcome back to Excelsior Journeys, part of the Once Upon a Podcast Network. This is George Soroy. Thank you so much for being here, and thank you so much for tuning in for this entire mini-series, Reaching for Greater Glory. Still reaching for it? <laughs> haven't caught it. Haven't caught up with it yet. But um, but I'm still but I'm still working on it. I'm still uh, pushing forward on it as much as I possibly can. And I hope you are too. I don't want to get too much into the details this time about uh, all the different things that I've been dealing with in terms of you know making sure that I'm caught up because you've already heard all that. You've heard the ups and downs and and then more downs, but then more ups and and today I'm you know recording this a little bit later than usual just because I've been dealing with a headache for so much of the day, but. But now the headache is, is fading. I definitely feel like I've kind of like coming out of a hangover, even though I wasn't drinking the night before. And it just, uh, it, you know, you get that sort of rejuvenating feeling that, um, that we always get whenever, whenever we come out of a hangover and, you know, we just want to, want to eat something. We want to, you know, just get to work on stuff. And that's where I'm, that's what I'm doing right now. And, um, it's really funny that, uh, that the, that this, that this card, the day 25 card for, uh, Chris Beatty's No Plot, No Problem novel writing kit, uh, this is something that I'm really glad that, uh, that it's, that it's being, that's being said here because it's something that I always say to other writers. So I really hope that, uh, for those of you who are, working on your first novel and are stuck or think that there's a whole bunch of stuff that when this first draft is done, you're going to wind up carving out and throwing away or whatever. This is what I really hope that this is an episode I really hope that you're listening to. And the title for this card is called Set Asides. As part of their ethical code, archaeologists agree to leave a portion of their excavation sites untouched. They do this as a gift to the archaeologists of the future, who may be able to glean more from the area than current technologies allow. As you dig deeper into your novel, you may find that your cup of good novel ideas runneth over, and you can't fit all your interesting characters and scenes into the arc of the story. If this is the case, just make a note of them and set them aside to explore in future writing projects. And this is something that I have said to writers many times over. And really, for me, it's just, it comes down in three words. Never hit delete. Do not delete any of your documents when it comes to this. Do not delete any of your notes. Do not delete any of your ideas. If they don't fit in this particular book, guess what's going to happen? They're going to find a place in another book. I want to tell you guys about a story that I had come up with. And this was like, this is back in, this is back in my freshman year of college. Um, I, I've been, I was, um, I was going to school with a really good friend, B. Anthony Gibson. We're still friends to this day. 
And I was really fascinated by the films that he and his friends would make over in Rochester. And they're still making them today. And they're making them with bigger budgets, with better production value than, you know, than ever before. He's taking full advantage of the technologies that are offered to him, which is something I always say to everyone. Just remember, you know, just keep in mind all the things you have at your fingertips and use it. Use the technologies that are given to you to the best of, of your advantage. And so, um, I was always really taken by the fact that, you know, that he would, he would come up with a script that would fit within the boundaries of, of his budgets, of his, of what is available to him and would make that work. Uh, when, when, uh, he did a project in our freshman year. Um, you know, we were going down to the South Street Seaport and, you know, going, going around New York City and the playground in New York City, just a few blocks from, from our dorm room. He's making like the best of what was there, what was accessible to him. And that's something that I, I think is a wonderful thing, but that gave me an idea. I wanted to do something similar. And so like I wrote this little trilogy. It's, uh, it was, it was this little trilogy called Phoenix Rising. And it, I even had the idea of kind of blowing it up into a five-parter just to really see what it, what it can do. And it was fun. It was a fun little project. Um, and I gave it like a little bit of mythology and everything and really kind of set it in modern day New York City. So that way we could potentially film it in the future. Um, and then I basically just like kind of kept everything really tight in terms of, in terms of locations, in terms of the effects, in terms of the technology that was available um, to my characters, I didn't want to create something so um, so out there. And I really, at times, even kind of almost made jokes a little bit about what you know about how crude you know some of the technology was going to look because it would would be put together through you know through means of like other appliances or something like that that are in the that are in the, in a regular household. So that was, that was fun. But at the same time, like I knew nothing was ever really going to come of it. Um, other, if we weren't going to film it just on our own, then nothing was going to happen to it. And so what I did eventually was, uh, when it came time to, um, to write the initial treatment of what would eventually be from parts unknown. What I did was I took all of those characters, the character names that I had there, and I stripped them. I stripped them all from Phoenix Rising and I repackaged them and I put them, almost all of them, into this new story. And all of a sudden it gave them new life. And now all of a sudden the character Kyle Flight will always be the the world champion of the gladiatorial combat league and not the character that he was in Phoenix rising. The same thing with Vornikai, you know, he was supposed to be like this, um, you know, this demon sent from sent from hell to kind of kickstart the apocalypse. And, but in the put into the form of a human. And so like, that's, you know, that's why he looked the way, looked the way he did, looked as normal as he did, because he wasn't this big, like, CGI type of demon or anything like that. He was, he, he was an embodiment of a demon in human form. 
And so all those, di- you know, those different things, you know, now Vornikai is uh, formerly vivacious Victor Vornikai, who was a, who was a, a member of the GCL roster who turned on his partner, mighty Marvin McIntyre and became a full on bad guy and be, and, and worked himself up into becoming the head booker of the GCL and the sworn enemy of Kyle flight. And so that's, that's what they wound up doing. They wound up, you know, basically being, you know, fired from their, from their jobs as characters in Phoenix rising. And then they were immediately rehired as characters for what would eventually be from parts unknown. And that's something that I wouldn't have had the opportunity to do if I had just deleted those documents completely and then just tossed them away, I would have thought like, what the hell did I name those characters? And it would have been, it would have been tough to really kind of come up with all those again. But because I didn't, because I didn't throw away all that stuff, I was able to recycle so much of it. And it really became something that made my job a whole lot easier when I had to fill these roles. So I hope that all of you are doing the same thing. I hope that for every draft that you have for your story, you're not just writing over a document and then saving it. Best thing to do is to copy and paste the full document, the full draft that you had before into another document and then save the original. But then, you know, you have this other draft that you can call the second draft and then you can work with that. So. That's my, that's my thoughts for all of you. Um, do not hit delete. Do not discard all of your ideas and just, and don't toss them away. And you never know what could wind up coming up with it. There was, uh, there was, uh, just as a quick aside, um, for those of you who listen to podcasts, listen, uh, if you're listening to this right now, you are, you are a podcast listener. So, um, for those of you who have listened to Fat Man Beyond with Kevin Smith and Mark Bernardin, um, years back when Rogue One was getting ready to come out, there was a lot of speculation about what was going to happen in that story. And there was a shot of, of, uh, Jin Erso, um, at the very end of the trailer wearing a TIE fighter uniform, a TIE, a TIE fighter pilot uniform. And that gave Mark this really cool idea saying that Jin eventually was going to be one of the two TIE fighter pilots that would join Darth Vader in the assault on the Death Star. And so she would be the one to all of a sudden just jerk the controls, knock Vader out, um, knock Vader out of the Death Star trench, giving Luke that free shot at, at, um, at getting the, at hitting the exhaust port. And, blowing and sacrificing your own life and blowing up right on the trench. And that was an amazing idea. So what I would love to happen in the future, since obviously it didn't, didn't happen that way. I would love it if Mark was given a chance to take those ideas, to take those, that speculation and put them into another character who is basically uh, infiltrated the empire as as a member of the rebellion someone who would be doing just that who would eventually sacrifice themselves at the right moment by knocking vader out of the death star trench and giving luke that free shot at the exhaust port so those sort of ideas those sort of things and everything you know when you get similar ideas like that hold on to them because it's a 
good chance that what you may be thinking about in terms of a movie that's coming out, it there's a very good chance that they're going to be going in a different direction. So use what you have. Come up with your ideas and then kind of build on that and just see like, oh, well, you know, like if it's not the Empire, then what is it? Then then what could I come up with? And then build out your own story and your own characters and your own universe from moments like that, because those are the moments you want to see. Well, guess what? You have a chance to make them reality when you ha- when that happens. So hold on to your ideas. Hold on to your drafts. Hold on to your characters. You never know what you're going to wind up coming up with. We got after today, we got five more days of this before we can wrap up National Novel Writing Month and the National Podcast Post Month Challenge. You got five days. Make the absolute best of them. Whether you cross the finish line of 50,000 or whether you don't put everything you got into this, let's go ahead and celebrate after day 30. So until then, this is George Soroy saying to all of you, Ever Upward, and I will see you tomorrow. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Excelsior Journeys. I hope it was both inspiring and entertaining. Special thanks to Zach Comtois for providing new music for the intro and outro. Please take a moment to leave a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, please share it with your friends and subscribe to your platform of choice by going to he'sgotit.com slash podcasts. While there, you can also fill out the application to be a guest, inquire about sponsorship opportunities, and click on the Buy Me a Coffee link if you wish to give your support to the show. All interaction is very much appreciated. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion for the show, please direct it to george at he'sgotit.com. <laughs>